Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for Welcome to the Talking Giants Player Profile Projections, Episode 10, rolling right through these. It's going to be hard to not talk about that Jets game, Danny, because we have so many things we want to save, but that's for tomorrow. That'll be out tomorrow, so you can be excited for that. But today we got a couple of hometown kids from the state of New Jersey. We got Jabril Peppers and Scott Simonson. Danny, how are you doing, and and how, how are you feeling going into these two cats? I'm doing good. Uh, I mean, I feel good about going into these two guys. One guy, they're, they're both have a potential. To, well, Jabril Peppers is definitely on this team. Scott Simonson, he's more of a wild card right now. What can he bring to this team this year? Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's let's just get let's just start with Peppers and and let's go. So obviously, he was brought in in that trade for Odell Beckham as as well as the picks that got Dexter Lawrence and O'Shane Ximenez, and then uh, another pick swap, uh, which I think ended up with the Julian Love pick. But he was picked, you know, 25th overall in 2017 by the Browns uh, at Michigan. He was a do everything kind of guy. Even played running back, um, and that's what kind of he's been in the NFL. Not playing running back, but just kind of a do it all kind of guy. Um, and you know, we'll go into the numbers and all that good stuff in a second. But like my overall thoughts of like his first two years, especially more so last year with under Greg Williams, is like they had him do everything. And sometimes I think that kind of hurt him because they literally would play him at free safety uh, and strong safety on the same drive. They just moved him around too much. It's like he could never just find his spot and go. And the Giants are going to be versatile with him, but I think they're going to be versatile with him at like one position, if that makes sense. Instead of like, okay, dude, you're going to play a defensive end here and you're going to play corner on, uh, you know, one-on-one on the outside. Or you're going to play free safety and then strong safety on on back-to-back plays. I think they're just going to pin him at strong safety and they're going to move him around the field. But I, I think that's going to help him, give him a little more consistency. And, you know, he's just another year better in the NFL. No, he he was with Cleveland when they were still struggling to find their foot. And he obviously he was with Cleveland last year when they found it. But James Betcher, he's really going to use him like they use, in my opinion, Landon Collins. He's going to be the strong safety role. And he'll come down into the box and be that kind of line bridge uh, safety hybrid player to go blitz a quarterback sometimes or drop back in the coverage. Uh, he'll probably also be covering tight ends because he's way better in covering tight ends, in my opinion, than Landon Collins is. So, yeah, he... He was thrown around a lot. He's like Julian Love. Julian Love was, he was learning free safety, but then he had to go play a corner. He was being thrown around all over the field, but he was used to that. Now, I think him probably being in one position will benefit him a lot this season. And I, I said this in my notes. I said this this is a this was a great trade for the Giants because he's still on his rookie deal, so he's quite cheap right now. And he has that fifth-year option coming up if they want to use it on him. So Because he was a first-round draft pick. I'm not wrong in that, right? 
you're you're muted. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right, Greg Williams. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm not even gonna edit that out. I'm gonna leave that in. I, I just have wait. Was he a first round draft pick? Real Pepper? Yes, he, he was a first round pick. I said that, but you didn't listen to me because my microphone was muted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I right. He's a win-win situation for the Giants because they can still they still have a lot of uh, learning for him right now. So it's good that he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, you got three years left of him on a on a rookie deal. And Greg Williams' defense, I I like Greg Williams' defense, but it's it's kind of weird, you know, where like they have there's times where the middle linebackers are like two yards off the line of scrimmage, and then the safeties are twenty yards deep, and you have like the middle of the field just like eighteen like yards of of just gaps. But I mean, it works, and, and Williams runs like a, a crazy defense. But sometimes it's kind of confusing. Like Greg, like I, I just thought, I thought maybe he'd just be better in one role. In fact, when he came over, I thought he was going to play free safety because Bethea has played a lot of strong safety in his career. I, I thought Peppers would be a free safety, although he's going to be at the strong safety spot. He's going to play up in the box more than Bethea will. Um, we saw that in you know the first drive of that Jets game where he almost had the interception. He was playing up towards the line of scrimmage, made a good read uh, off the play action, and got in the throwing lane. Uh, unfortunately, he dropped it. But he, I, I like him. I think he's you know he's been a guy that's he's made a lot of noise in off season practices. Haven't heard as much out of camp as we did off season practices, but nonetheless, like a guy that people are you know that the beat reporters and whatnot have been excited for, and he improved a lot in the second half of the season last year. And just looking at the raw numbers, well, I'll, I'll give his totals first. Last year, um, he had uh, one interception, five passes defended, uh, one sack, and then 79 tackles, uh, five of which were for a loss. Um, all in, uh, increases from his uh, his rookie year, where he only played 13 games, but the rates, it's still an increase if you, you, know, you do it per game. Uh, but in the first half of last season, he had 35 tackles, one tackle for a loss. And then in the second half, he had 44 tackles, four tackles for a loss, a pick, and a sack. So he kind of seemed to find his groove in that Greg Williams defense in the second half. Obviously, he's not with Greg Williams anymore. But nonetheless, he's like he's someone that is improving. Jabril Peppers, he still has so much to learn, I feel like. That's why I, I said him being on his rookie deal benefits the Giants so much. They could still learn a lot about him. But you're right, he definitely improved at the second half of the season last year. And the Greg Williams defense, I, I, for, when you want, I'm not sure if you, how much of you watched Hard Knocks last year, but I just like the way Greg Williams, like, he just he just like that fiery defensive coordinator, not as fiery as uh, James Betcher. James Betcher is more like that player type of guy. Greg Williams is like that as well, but James Betcher, he, he just like, you saw, he like headbutts his players every once in a while. James Betcher is a crazy man. Yeah, so, Betcher will headbutt his players, and then Greg Williams will pay his players to headbutt the opposing team. <laughs> no, but uh, what's it called? Yeah, Jerome Peppers, he brings that fire to a practice that you want to see. Like, he'll while he's making the defense better, he'll make the offense better just by jawing at them. His, Saquon and him were going at it during uh, off-season training activity, so that was fun to see. But Jabril, he's a very physical player, and I feel like at some points in the season, he's going to get a little over-physical. It's going to cost us every once in a while. So he, I feel like I remember during one of the plays in the preseason game after a play was down, he he still went and like head first into the mm-hmm. guy, but the refs didn't call because as we said the refs are awful that game. So he just gotta he's gotta still be physical, but don't be over physical and don't cost your team yards. If he can he, do that, then he'll be very good. Yeah, he goes to the whistle every time. He flies around. Um, once like a play has like you know it's either uh, you know say it's an outside run or the ball is out of the QB's hands. 
it doesn't matter where he is on the field. He puts his head down and he's going full speed towards the ball every time. Like, and like you said, it, it, it'll cost him at times with penalties. But I mean, if you remember the sack that ended the Denver game, I mean, he just came flying in there up the middle and just uh, took out Keenum. So yeah, he's a guy, you know, he's an effort guy. He's a grinder, but he plays in, he played in so many positions, man. I mean, it was just, it's surprising. And, you know, like I said before, he's going to be versatile for the Giants, but I think he's going to be versatile at the strong safety spot. Um, in fact, doing what I think Betcher wanted to do with Collins last year. Um, and Peppers is better at covering. He's he's not he's better at covers than Landon Collins, but I don't want to say he's like the greatest guy in the coverage. So I do think that's why they'll use him up in the box a little more. He's better in man coverage uh, against tight ends. Uh, against Kelsey, he had uh, some good snaps in man coverage. Now he did get freaking moss for a touchdown, but it was like, it was it was a it was one of those throws where Mahomes just put it where only Kelsey could go up and get it. Where it was good coverage, it was just he got mossed by Kelsey. So it's it's hard to really fault a guy for that. But like like I said, like I think he's better in man coverage than Collins was. Although, um, well, yeah, he is playing Collins' position. Um, but yeah, they're going to be versatile with him. They're going to use him different ways. And he, you know, the part we forget about is I think they're going to use him in the punt return game a little bit too. No, yeah. Like, unfortunately, last year with the Giants, the two guys that they wanted to have covered tight ends, Al Golgotray, Landon Collins, were, wasn't that good. That 49ers game, if I, I, if I kept hearing Nick Mullins to George Kittle one more time, I swore I was going to lose it because Collins, he just couldn't cover George Kittle. He, he was too fast for him. But if, if we had Jabril Peppers on George Kittle, I feel like it would have been a different story. Now, George Kittle is still an amazing tight end, so he still would have made some plays on that. But, yeah, to, to that uh, punt return thing, I feel like he could be used there, but I feel like the Giants want TJ Jones to work there because he was fielding a bunch of the punts in the preseason, actually all the punts in the preseason game. So I feel like that's where they want uh, TJ Jones to be after after probably uh, the Golden Tate suspension is up because we're going to assume as we're filming this, Golden Tate has not been overturned yet. So let's just assume it stands. So I think Danny, TJ- you do realize you saying that means he's going to the, the ruling's going to come out 10 minutes after we hang up. And unfortunately, that that's what's gonna happen. But that that's just our luck. Daniel Jones signed his rookie deal right after we stopped filming. Everything that happens happens literally ten minutes after we record. <laughs> no, yeah. So Jarrell Peppers, he can be used as a punt returner, but I feel like they want T.J. Jones to be the punt returner, and then Corey Ballantyne to be the kickoff returner. Just have Jarrell Peppers stay in that uh safety role if they can have that. But if it doesn't work out, T.J. Jones at punt return, then they'll they'll put Jarrell Peppers back there since he's shown he can do it. All right, I think that's all I've got on Peppers. We're going to do a lot of safety dances this year. I'm going to have to edit that that song into some kind of Jabril Peppers highlight play. Uh, oh, and just one thing. Go look up Jabril Peppers' hit against the Ravens. I mean, he just lays the tight end out. I mean, it was nasty. I'm going to gif it, actually. I'm going to gif it before this comes out. Um, sorry, folks. All right, so let's take a quick break, and we'll go to the other New Jersey native, Scott Simonson. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, taking a quick break to tell you about John Boy Media. John Boy Media is what hosts Talking Giants. It was started by John Boy and Jake doing the Talking Yank show. It's branched out. They have a baseball show that's top of the sports charts, the Yankee shows, top of the sports charts. They got a Knicks show, a history podcast, all kinds of stuff, Simpleman Radio as well. Make sure to go check out the website, johnboymedia.com. You get all the best Yankee shirts in the world, and there'll be some Talking Giants shirts up soon. So like I said, johnboymedia.com. 
Some of these guys got to get their head out of their ass around here. All right, Scott Simonson. He is a tight end. He's a blocking tight end, as you can tell, because he's white and not that fast. He's <laughs> 6'5", 255, 27 years old. He's an undrafted guy. He was in Carolina um, in, you know, on and off of the practice squad. And the Giants brought him in last year. He played all 16 games and was used a decent amount last year, especially when Ingram was out. Um, and that's what I expect for him, not Ingram to be injured, but I do expect him to take Ingram off the field at times and put him and Ellison in and and do some tight end two tight end sets where you know you got you know it makes it easier for Saquon to run and then it helps with the bootleg plays and and having you know uh, Simonson and Ellison running uh, a shallow and, and deep crossing route to you know make linebackers uh, choose and Simonson though he's he's kind of tr- he's trustworthy although his catch per- his catch percentage was sixty four percent. Um, but that was only on, you know, 14 targets. He had nine catches for 86 yards, and, and he had one touchdown against the Colts and a walk-in touchdown. But I like Simonson, and I know there's been some talk, and we've talked about it, of whether he, he could, like, m- not even make the team because of a C.J. Conrad. Uh, I think after Thursday, we've kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on C.J. Conrad, um, and, I, and I think that's right. But Simonson, if he, you know, if he's on this team and he's the third-string tight end, he's going to get important reps for the, uh, the Giants this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like Simonson. No, I think the long-term goal is to – because Red Ellison, he, he – the Giants view Red Ellison as the, the, the pass block and tight end and Evan Ingram as, like, that versatile guy. But they want Scott Simonson to take over that role for him since, one, he's on a cheaper deal. But, yes, it's only a one-year deal right now, so we got to see how they handle that. But this is a big year for Simonson in this offense because if he can prove that he can one-block to tight end, if he could basically do Red Ellison's role at a cheaper price, then the Giants were probably going to want to take him. Since Red Ellison, uh, he's a free agent in 2021. If they cut Red Ellison next year, they have a 1.25 dead cap, so that's nothing awful. So if they can... If Scott Stevenson can just become a good pass blocker and be a trustworthy tight end for Eli Manning, or I should say Daniel Jones, possibly next year, uh, he'll take over. Possibly Red this year too. Possibly this year too. He'll take over Red Ellison's role easily, no doubt in my mind. But you're right, C.J. Conrad. While we believe he could be something, Thursday night he didn't show anything. He showed the nerves of an undrafted free agent. So as much as we hope C.J. Conrad will be something. I, I don't see it personally. I, obviously, I, I do see the hype in CJ Conrad, but I'd rather have the three tight end groupies uh, Ingram, Ellison, and Simonson. There's no way they keep a fourth tight end. If anything, CJ Conrad will end up on practice squad, but I feel like some team will probably pick him up after he gets cut by the Giants. That's a, a belief I have. He'll get cut by the Giants, but Scott Simonson, nothing special, but you can put him out there and you can trust him, especially that catch in the Bears game when you have Prince of Mukamara barreling down on him. That was a very good catch in a pressure situation. He didn't let the team down. So I like Scott Simonson. I believe he has the potential. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Red Ellison and moving on from him next year. And, you know, I mentioned a few times uh, during this past offseason that I would like the Giants, if the Giants are trying to go out and get somebody like, you know, say a Boston or a Crabtree, or if there's anybody that the Giants wanted to go out and get in the leftovers of free agency, I thought Ellison was the guy to move because I think Simonson can do Ellison's job um, as good uh, as Ellison. You know, maybe not exactly the same, but like pretty similar. They're very, they're very similar players. Um, so yeah, like 
I just think Simonson is like really reliable and he's a good blocker. Like he's not just, we're not just saying that because, you know, everyone, like everyone looks at a backup white tight end and says, man, he's a good blocker. But Simonson really is a good blocker. You mentioned that Chicago game. They ran a lot of two tight end sets and ran like stretch, stretch zone plays, inside zone plays. And him and Ellison like duoing on those was really good against the defensive ends and the defenders of Chicago, which was the best defense in the NFL last year. So they're, there's reason to believe that Simonson could take over that number two role. Um, I, I'm, I still, you know, I still have some hope at CJ Conrad, uh, but I think the only way Conrad gets on this team is if they're just afraid that he can't make the practice squad uh, or he doesn't, he doesn't make it to the practice squad because someone else would pick him up. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a tricky situation because you got three, two similar guys and then a guy in Conrad who's uh Close to similar than them, but Conrad has more potential in the receiving game than both Ellison and Simonson do. Like Simonson, you can't line up Simonson and on a one tight end set with three wide receivers and be happy with that because he's not going to go out and run these great routes and speed through them um, and make these good catches like an Ingram could or even uh, Ellison, who's better. You know, when Ingram was out, Ellison had decent numbers as the number one tight end. But I, I just don't see Scott Simonson ever in that role. And I do see C.J. Conrad being able to develop into that role eventually. So that's the only fear that I have of Simonson not making this team is like, yeah, like Simonson, we like you. We think you're better than Conrad right now, but we believe in Conrad. And that's why we got to let you go. Something I, I, ju- I just found out, Red Ellison, he's not that old, much older than Scott Simonson. Red Ellison's 30 years old. Scott Simonson's 27. That's something I just learned right now. That's but a no, lot of football years, though. I know. No, yeah, football years, though, yes. Th- this is a big difference there, though. But, yeah, it's just it's so hard because I, I wish Scott Simonson – because I don't think he got much playing time in the first preseason game. This third preseason game is going to be huge at a, a whole lot of positions, the second running back position, uh, just tight end in general, who who can, can – Evan Ingram's first tight end no matter what. But can Scott Simonson maybe rise up the depth chart and Red Ellison move down the depth chart? So this third preseason game is going to be huge for a lot of those backup positions. So Scott Simonson – as you said, he he's nothing to write home about. If you ask uh, a New York Jets fan who Scott Simonson is, he'll look at uh, you like, no, who's that? He's a household name for only Giants fans. Probably some Giants fans don't even know who Scott Simonson is. But he's, yeah, it's a CJ. Well, now Con- they do because literally every Giants fan listens to this show. Yes, every Giants fan obviously does listen to this show. But the CJ Conrad thing, I feel like he's got to put a little fire under Scott Simonson as well. Not that he didn't already have the fire to go out there and perform. But just having someone now behind him, because last year there was really no one behind him, having a potential guy like CJ Conrad coming up behind you that could take your spot, it's got to make him play even harder than he did before. So I'm I'm a fan of Scott Simpson. I believe he can be on this team and contribute even at a third tight end role, as you said. He he was used a lot of the two tight ends set with Red Ellison after Evan Ingram went down with his uh, knee injury. So Scott Simpson and Red Ellison, they're, they're a duo there, but i rather... Because both of these guys aren't fast. Evan Ingram is extremely fast. Scott Simons and Red Ellison are very slow guys, and they're using the and the run blocking game. That's something because that's not Evan Ingram's strong suit, the run blocking game. But I feel like he's improved last year as well. So it's yeah, it's just Scott Simonson. He just needs to go out there and contribute every play, and then his role will be worth it. The contract will be worth it. That's all we can really hope for with Scott Simonson. Yeah, and but here's a fun fact about Simonson in the. Uh, the 2019 preseason, Scott Simonson has 100% of the targets from Eli Manning. So he, he's, he's Eli Manning's go-to guy so far in 2019. 
Hey, he, Eli, Eli and Simonson, they do have the connection. Like, Red Ellis and Eli had that Literally connection. 100% though. No, I mean, yeah, it's 100% connection. It's three yards, but it's 100% of his target rich. I mean, hey, apparently Red Ellison was wide open, and he was like, no. I know, it sucks we can't get the coach's film back. I know, that's so annoying. I'm dying to see this Ellison thing. If someone has seen it, show me this Ellison wide open thing. Uh, I know people that were in the the stadium said it, but I want to see it. uh, According to Next Gen Stats, I got this from Jordan Rainin or Ronan, however you say his name. Uh, he. They said he was eight yards open. So if he was eight yards open, and Eli didn't see that. that. I feel like that could be a problem because, like, if he's eight yards open, throw it to him. I'm sorry, but he, I don't he, even know what that means, though. Is it like eight yards open? Uh, like, yeah, that's with the, the guy that he's running at, or eight, like, there's nobody in front of him and there's someone eight yards behind. I don't know what that means. That's why we need to see the freaking tape. NFL Game Pass. We're paying for this. Give us the coach's tape. I don't care. Just give it to us. All right. Give it's it to literally us the easiest money. That the NFL can make is that NFL Game Pass, and they're not putting the coaches' tape up. All you yeah. got to do is literally just put it up. It's the easiest money you guys make. Put it up, NFL Game Pass. Yeah, just give us the one play. I don't care about anything else. But I feel like Eli would trust Scott Simonson. Like, let's just say Evan Ingram and Red Ellison are awful or say they go down for injury. Eli, I feel like, has to trust with Scott Simonson to get it done. Uh, Scott Simonson is just a reliable guy. You can trust him. He, he will go out there and give you his all every play. So, yeah, I mean, the 100% connection rate of 2019 is helpful. One for one for three yards. But uh, it's just Scott's – yeah, that's really all there is. I feel like Scott Simonson can contribute every play he's out there. I think you're muted again. I keep on doing this crap. I'm so dumb. Um, tomorrow we have a big show, uh, you know, re- doing some film cleanup of the Jets game. Uh, I have a rant stored up. I'm ticked off about some things. Oh, so boy. That'll be, that'll be fun. If you don't like that, you just have to fast forward a few minutes. Um, so, yeah, it's a big show tomorrow. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. We'll see you guys tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Let's go Big Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started